to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, welcome to the program. Dr. Paul, it's another rough Monday. We've got some equipment problems, and so things are a little bit weird while we try to restart. But we're going to do our best, right? Wonderful. We'll we'll get moving. And, you know, about the same thing has been going on for the last three days or four days or how long. It's rehashing an election because they caught a few people off uh, off guard. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't bother us too much because we claim, you know, either party does about the same thing. They say things that not a lot of people believe either side too much, one side a little bit more than the other. But uh, then we wait for the results and history shows that uh, regardless of party and regardless of what's going on, guess what? S the status quo, things stay the same. We keep working on it. So, I, I, I think, uh, oh, okay, and I, and I think that's what we're, we're witnessing now. People are trying to figure out exactly what's going on because I know there's a lot of bickering and, and challenge, and who, who knows? We still don't know who's going to have the Senate, but that will be determined pretty soon. But uh, like we've argued, uh, there's a lot of bipartisanship in Washington and, and everybody's claiming, nope, the only problem we have right now is that people aren't coming together. We want people to come together. Yes, if they were coming together and defending liberty, that would be fine. But they come together because they rush together to uh, spend money. Uh, it's never a unipartisan. One party doesn't spend all the money. No, it's it's bipartisan. And that's the way all the bad stuff happens, whether it's the war going on overseas and the spending, the military spending, the budget deficit. And, of course, both parties support the Federal Reserve. And there was a time when, I, way back when I was in politics, I used to talk about the Federal Reserve. And I thought a lot of people were very interested in that. But no one talks about it now. And yet it's a very important issue because that describes the vehicle for creating a monstrous government that bankrupts us and also drives us into doing some very, very bad things to the people. Daniel? Yeah, you know, Dr. Paul, I mean, what I'm thinking, my thoughts on the elections, it's almost a week since the elections. We still don't know. We have a pretty good idea about the Senate. It looks like it's going to actually have an additional seat in the hands of the Democrats. We're not sure what's going to happen in the House. But what I'm reminded of, Dr. Paul, is the attempt over two years during COVID to try to normalize the absolutely abnormal. Oh, two weeks to flatten the curve. Oh, stand three feet apart. Oh, put on your mask. Oh, take this shot. All the stuff that was abnormal at the time, they tried to normalize. They're doing the same thing now with these elections. And if you notice, the media no longer says election day. Oh, we got to have election day. Say No, it's election week. Election week. And all the social media and all the propaganda uh, the mainstream media outlets said, it takes a long time to count the votes, and that's a good thing. No, it's not a good thing. It's an anomaly. And, you know, I've mentioned before as an election observer, if you can't get the votes counted on that first day, something is wrong. And if, if I were monitoring any election, uh, and it's taken over a week to know who won, there's no way I would say that it's a free and fair election. Regardless if anyone cheated or not, the process is deeply, deeply broken. And the, the, the evidence is that you and I are sitting here not knowing who's going to be in charge of the House. So many strange things happen that we can talk about in the course of today's show. But it certainly, at the very least, does not inspire confidence in our electoral process. Well, that's for sure. You know, uh, 
they talk about uh, the populace. They, they say that uh, Trump is a populist and they condemn him for him. But other people say populism is, is very good. But sometimes uh, it's rare that you hear anybody define what populism is all about. And uh, most people like to make up their own de definition. But I think uh, the conditions uh, uh, are bothering the people right now, you know, with a high cost of living. You know, the prices are going up and people having a tough time and, and, and crime. These are the big issues. But uh, they talked a little bit about it, but evidently it didn't sell that much because there was no landslide for the people who did some complaining about this. But I think people, uh, you know, what I fear is that people are upset about the inflation. The prices are going up and, and they're being impoverished and they're upset and they're angry and they want the government to do something. And look at what they did at the beginning of COVID and, and the beginning of, uh, of, the, of the lockdown and all this. Prices, uh, the printing presses ran strong, but nobody told them what was happening. Now, now people like on the student loans, they want to, uh, uh, you know, uh, Give, give them a waiver on that. They don't have to pay their loans back again. So they, what they argue is that if they just give them more money, this will solve the problem. But the big, big problem is that they need to know what's going on. And my effort would be to say, you know, if, uh, if you paid $5 for an item, you know, and, uh, and the prices are going up and you don't like it and you want something done, you need some money. But what if, what if you get what you want? What if they have price controls on it? What if the price of the product goes up from five dollars uh, to six dollars? Well, that, that would uh, that be horrible. But people say, well, we got our price increase. We've got our price increase. My politicians are listening to me. They're rigging the prices. But what what if uh, what, what if the value of the dollar goes down a lot more than that? So the costs go up, and uh, it just it's just is over and over again because uh, people don't realize that the more money you pump into a system without productivity, you know, the, the worse the conditions get, that's where our problems are. It's a big government problem, but uh, it's not often enough from my, uh, my, my beliefs to talk about big government. That's the problem, big government. Big government can't be trusted. And they said, what do you mean you can't trust them? We have to. Look, they took care of us through the COVID crisis, and they took care of us when the Ukrainians were coming. So we have to trust the government to make these decisions. So this, this is a problem. People do need more information. But I think both sides really come up short on educating the people, you know, and tell them what they're doing. Now, people say, don't run. They told me at the beginning, don't ever try to educate in, uh, in a political speech or a political campaign. But I found out that there's a lot of people who would like to have the explanation. And if it's plausible and makes sense, uh, maybe they'll, they'll believe it. But right now we're a long way from that. And now everybody is wringing their hands. Whom do we blame you know, for all this mess? Well, that's easy. Trump's fault. It's all Trump's fault. You know, we, we we had Trump out there and he's making a mess of things. So they blame him. You know, my theory is, is that uh, Trump Trump uh, was really catching catching hold when he was attacking political correctness. And uh, but then he got a little bit, you know, uh, out, out of. Uh, well, he, he was exaggerating, not exaggerating, but he was he was winning too many converts so the people didn't like this and uh so they turned against him but uh then 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 he won 
what happened? The people loved it. So they, but the, but his enemies hated it because he undermined the the other party as well as many people in this in his party. So they they were really upset about that. So they were very jealous. That jealousy has turned into utter hatred. And now, right now, it's spewing out all the time. If we, if we just never had seen Trump, and we could just get rid of Trump, and if we can just prevent him from running ever again for anything, and they're they're rather blunt about all this. They really they they really believe in freedom. So that is that is the problem. People need to know that. And this this uh, this blame game it won't work because eventually truth wins out and that's what we should be all about and that's what we try to do on this program now you make a good point dr paul that the whole thing is being made about trump uh the whole election is made about trump and if you'll remember just a few days ago just a few days before the election i think we remarked upon it during the show that there were something i forget how many but the majority of republicans voting for for uh, running for election uh, had skepticism about the 2020 election. And if you remember, the mainstream mantra at the time was, oh, these election deniers are in the lead. Our democracy is at risk <laughs> just for the fact that they can run for office. And now that we see conveniently the uh, quote-unquote election deniers have all been defeated, you don't hear anything about any threat at all to our democracy. Our democracy has worked because these evil people were defeated. Um, so they can turn on a dime with the narrative but the fact does remain, and we don't have the answers, but there are certain anomalies and things that should not happen that have happened. For example, in the Arizona gubernatorial race, you have the person running for election for governor is the person who runs elections for the state as an elected official. Um, she refused to recuse herself, and that's Katie Hobbs. Miraculously, uh, she somehow is ahead, even though she refused to debate and refused to campaign, and she's the one in charge of the elections. Just on the surface, without saying that there's anything specific, it raises a lot of questions. Someone else put, pointed out on Twitter uh, that uh, Laxalt in Nevada, he had been in the lead, and then all of a sudden the lights and the cameras went out for eight hours. When they came back on, he was behind. Um, and I don't know exactly what the details were, but that is what someone else pointed out. So there are a lot of loose ends here. There are a lot of things I think that um, – that raise a lot of questions as to how things were done. And of course, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because if people feel their vote was stolen, and we know that in the conservative areas of Arizona, the, the machines just broke. Sorry, they're broke. You can't vote. And how many Republican voters uh, were turned away and didn't come back, weren't able to make it back? Uh, eventually, they're going to lose faith in the system. They're not going to vote. They're not going to do anything. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because then you have uh, although, as you point out, not a lot of difference between the parties. Nevertheless, you do con you do consolidate one party rule in that in that case. Right, and uh, I think they're going to continue in that effort. But you know, um, certain things are popular, and I found that uh, to 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 be the case because uh, you know the the little phrase "freedom is popular" was very popular, and and people knew what we were talking about when you name it. But uh, so uh, so often people are frightened. They've lost confidence. But I don't think it's the individual's been uh, you know exposed, and they have been exposed to the, the demagoguery and the propaganda and the schooling system. It's really a job trying to convert people away from government intervention, where they pretend that they can take care of everybody. 
That's the worst type of system that you can have is where you depend on authoritarian government that will take away, they'll take something from one person and give it to another and everybody's going to be happy because it, it doesn't work. It makes the rich people or the people who have something poor and angry or they gather the control of the government and they get even richer. And uh, then the other ones, other people just spend all their time lobbying. And now we're spending all our time in these, in these elections and counting and going on. But uh, I think there's still too many people who don't quite understand nor honor the principle of, uh, of liberty because that, that is the element that we need. And uh, it, it just doesn't come up in campaigning like we just heard. We, we heard a lot of talk and gab and accusations, but the accusations are getting worse. And I believe what happens under these conditions is that the country is totally bankrupt financially. A lot of people say, yeah, you're probably right about that, but what can we do about it? And I think morally it's totally corrupt. Oh, you can't pick on people's morality. Uh, well, the founders warned us about it. So if we have a moral bankruptcy and a financial bankruptcy, and you're not willing to change or admit it or study it or give a give the other side, you know, a pass, even in a discussion, uh, then things get much worse and they get anger. And guess what? The country gets poorer and the few who are in charge get much, much richer. And they join the, uh, they join the crowd of uh, corporatism because they become part of the government. Just look at social media, how they enforce the First Amendment at their pleasure, you know, and silence people who say anything. But I think we're at a bankruptcy People won't recognize it. They say that we need more spending. We need more take of can care of because they're already. What, what was the one mantra by the one party saying the other? Oh, you can't vote for them. They they, they might take the social security away from you. Well, that that'll probably never happen. But the market. But what we're doing is going to take it away because eventually the costs are going to go up much faster than the benefits. And when they realize that, they're going to realize that the system has to be changed. And we have to have a different attitude. And I, I think people say it's too complicated. I can't think about that. I said it's not all that complicated because we could get a pretty good start if we just had a little respect for the Constitution and, and read the Constitution, especially those people who take an oath, oath to obey the Constitution. Why couldn't you start with two things? There's no authority in the Constitution to have fiat currency, print money out of thin air and buy influence. And there's no place in that Constitution that allows a president to exert an executive order and go to war and take people to war and keep the war going on for 20 years or more. And then when finally one war quits, they go start another one. And that, that, that is what is necessary. But unfortunately, from my viewpoint, uh, we didn't hear enough of that. Well, one thing that we know for sure, Dr. Paul, is we are at a time uh, of, uh, of difficulty, uh, uncertainty. We don't know what the future will bring. Uh, and it makes people feel anxious. Uh, and when you're anxious, I think it's more of important to take care of things that, that do last. And that's why I do want to say a couple of words from our sponsor, 4patriots.com. They provide food that lasts for 20 years in storage. It's, it's easily stackable. It's easy to store. It's healthy food. All you have to do is add water, boil it, and you serve dinner to your family. 
Uh, of all times now, I think in these times of uncertain economic uncertainty, inflation, supply chain problems, it's important to think about these things. It's an American company, as you know, Dr. Paul, owned by the U.S. Uh, in the United States, American workers. Uh, you have breakfast, lunches, and dinners. And the great thing is using the code RON, R-O-N, 10% off your first purchase. Go to the number 4patriots.com, enter in RON. You'll get 10% off and free shipping for anything over $97. They have a great three-month package. You sock it away until you need it, and then at least you can breathe easier. Sort of think of it as uh, the generator that you need in case of a hurricane. Well, you need it for your body as well. So, Dr. Paul, I did want to ask you something about um, there's a lot of buzz out there about challenges to Kevin McCarthy uh, particularly if the Republicans take the House, and we're talking about Speaker of the House. Um, I've seen that uh, Andy Biggs, Representative Biggs, is expected to to lead a challenge. Do you think McCarthy's vulnerable, and should he be vulnerable to challenge for the top slot? Well, the second part's easy. He should be. And uh, it looks like there's a more likelihood of that happening this go-around. They always talk that way. But no, it's always solidified. It's always uh, uh, geared up to pass the leadership down the chain. And they, uh, you know, uh, fit in quite well and they know what's going on. But uh, I I think uh, this year is different. He will be challenged. And uh, since since they still won the House, it looks like, uh, I, I think there's a lot of people been really, really shaken up by where were they getting all this propaganda? What happened to this? And uh, of course, we've been talking about what we, we think has happened to this. But uh, I, I would, if, if I had to predict, I think it's, uh, it's a little more likely that he'll be kicked out and they'll get a new leader. But that, uh, but it remains to be seen. Uh, there's, and once again, uh, even if you get a good guy in there, let's say you get rid of him, you get a good guy in. The overwhelming pressure, the lobbyists, the money, the bureaucracy. Just look at what this administration or the last administration had to put up with because uh, they had to fight the, their own uh, security forces of FBI and the CIA and everybody else. I mean, the Department of Justice uh, wasn't helpful in sorting out some of these falsehoods and all these charges. So, uh, but it still has to be done. That's why we talk about it. We talk about it in economics. We talk about the principles of liberty. And we have to talk about the politics of it all because eventually the attitudes that people have is reflected uh, in their political position. And the attitudes uh, right now uh, are a reflection of the progressive era of the last 110 years. And that is why we have, have what we have. We have seen in this period of time a rejection of the principle that we should seek truth. And that uh, now we are told that truth is unknown. That's something old fashioned. And uh, don't, don't, don't you remember Nietzsche explained it to you, to us that, that that's just not possible. So you don't seek truth. And what, what you do, you should look for a higher, higher law to help sort this out uh, rather than the shenanigans that go on because the law right now is not very helpful to people. You know, uh, just, just think of those individuals that have been incarcerated because they were uh, committing a disturbance at the Capitol. I mean, what, what they're going through is worse than some of the worst prisons. 
and, and that's that is so bad you know on how they've handled the people that was dealing deal in january 6th so when we see those changes then we and if we have a leader in the house leading the charge on that then we can get excited well i'm going to close out dr paul if you think we're done and i'm just going to my, my final comment on the elections uh, it's maybe it's anecdotal, but to me it seems very strange that in every one of these counts that have been delayed, the end result always favors the Democrat. Now, I'm not a conspiracy. Well, maybe I am a conspiracy theorist, but it does make you wonder. And finally, I do want to thank our viewers. Thank you for uh, your patience while we iron through a couple of technical problems in our studio. Um, hopefully, we'll be back to normal here again very soon. Over to you, Dr. Paul. All right, very good. I want to express my appreciation to our viewers for tuning in, and uh, we sure hope you continue to do this. Uh, do that because uh, we're interested in reaching out, and uh, yeah, you all mentioned a little bit about technical factors, but uh, we do our best to overcome them. But uh, Ideas have a tremendous emphasis, a tremendous support, and they last. You can't just stamp on them. And the idea, of course, whose time has come, you cannot even stop by armies. And yet we see our armies in our Justice Department and FBI and our military and all stamping out some of the, the principles in our Constitution. And they do have their victories. But let's just hope that people realize pretty soon that their short-term victory, that we can go on and continue to champion the cause of liberty. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.